Welcome back, Sub-Zero Sports, Season 2, Episode 10. Today we are talking college football and NFL Week 12. Let's get it. And we're back. We back again. Another one. Another one. Another one. We got some good stuff to talk about today. A little rivalry. I love it. It's best week of the year. And we got Thanksgiving. You can't beat it. I mean, you really can't. The only thing better than this is Christmas. That's debatable. <laughs> I might take Clemson Carolina week over that. What if you had Clemson Carolina week during during Christmas? I don't think I would like that. Because yeah. I'd rather go... I don't care as much about Thanksgiving. There's something about Thanksgiving and football. I don't want my Christmas. I don't like Christmas being interfered with, but I don't want Clemson Carolina being interfered yeah, with. Yeah, it's all about Santa Claus. We'll get there, though. It's, it's time time to eat some food, eat some uh, mac and cheese, some dressing gravy. Let's, let's, start, let's start it off real quick. Okay, let's go a little, go. a little Thanksgiving. I think we're going the same direction yeah. right here. <laughs> this is uh, off topic. What's your favorite meal for Thanksgiving? Meal or side? Like you want me to throw or a whole to, plate at you? Yeah, give me like give me like obviously like go, my go turkey combo, go turkey or ham. Okay, and then give me like three sides. Okay, okay, uh, and a dessert. I'm a I'm a ham guy. I'm a ham guy for sure. I like turkey. I'll still eat it, but it, it's a little too dry for I definitely me. Definitely prefer ham. I'm a ham guy, and then I feel like you have to have mac and cheese. No doubt. That's no probably doubt. my number one. Like a nice homemade like mac and cheese casserole, yep, you know? Yep. That's up there. Uh, out of pure respect for the Thanksgiving holiday and this being the only time of year I eat it, I think you've got to go dressing in gravy. Dude, I used to hate it as a kid. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm not eating that. That looks awful. But it is amazing. I feel like you got to. What's, do you know the difference between dressing and stuffing? Until this moment, I thought they were the same thing. Is there, are they not? I don't think so. I think one they like stuffing the turkey or something. Oh no, we don't do that. I might be completely wrong. Uh, it's pure dressing. I'm pretty sure it's house. like they're pretty much the same thing, but there's something different about them. That's why there's two different names. Okay, you I can thought tell it was. We don't cook. I thought it was one of those things where like Yankees call tomato, tomato. soda pop. Yeah, tomato, so like tomato. Maybe they call our dressing <laughs> stuffing. That's a, I've never like my family calls it dressing. I I could be completely wrong, and we're gonna get some comments like, "Yeah, Keith's an idiot." They're the exact same thing. It's possible. It's also possible that I just don't know anything. I will say everything different. you've said so far, though, I'm the exact same. Yeah, so it's got to be maybe two. some gravy on the ham too. Yeah, I'm I'm completely good with that. Yeah, I just mix the gravy with everything. Yeah, I'm maybe not maybe the not the mac. Cheese, yeah, but but other than that, I'm with that. <laughs> uh, and if I was gonna go turkey, then for sure definitely gravy. gravy. Yeah, definitely gravy. Uh, third one, side. One more side. We'll probably be different here. You could go a couple of ways here. I think this is a little bit of like. Uh, this is a lot depend on what your family makes first. About of all. to say the third this, one is yeah. what does your family yeah. make? Uh, ooh, I think I'm gonna just go green beans. Oh, I'm going green bean casserole. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I heard green beans. Oh. I was like, oh, we're about to be the same. I, and I may honestly, dude, I may switch to that. Green bean casserole is banging, dude. When you have that, those like French onion crisp yes. on top, that yes. makes a whole <laughs> meal, dude. And then obviously, got the other roll in there. See for me, for me, dude. Like a Hawaiian roll. Like a Hawaiian roll, or really, I could even go cornbread, because you know that's just what we had growing up. Yeah. But I think I'd go Hawaiian roll. I'd definitely as a rather go Hawaiian roll than cornbread. But 
do like even then leftovers with the Hawaiian rolls and throw like some ham on yeah. there with a little oh, gravy. Yeah. Oh, dude, ha- a little ham and gravy on the Hawaiian <laughs> roll, like as a sandwich. Can we have There's Thanksgiving tonight? We, I mean, all right. Here's a big one: dessert. I know we're not gonna have the same on this because this is like a family thing for me. Okay. My family, my mom and grandmother have always made this. It's a pineapple casserole. Okay. And it's got like pineapple yep. cheese, I think like I've had the it before. crusted breadcrumbs on it. Yeah. It's so good. Pretty guess. But that's like unique to my family. Yeah, that's not like to a... pick a traditional dessert. I mean, is there something that specifically goes with Thanksgiving that I'm missing right now? Pecan pie. Oh, pecan pie, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Grandma I was thinking Jamie. I was trying to think some fall stuff, like a pumpkin pie and that sort of thing, apple pies. But that's I definitely would go pecan pie. So uh, my wife's family, her grandma was like notorious for her pecan pie. She would make one for Thanksgiving and make one just for me. No just way. Come. A yeah. whole extra pie for you? Yeah. They talked about it at her funeral. Really? They were like, you the pecan pie guy? Like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how you know you've been, stories have been told. Yep. If you're yep. the pecan pie guy. <laughs> that might be your new nickname on Sub-Zero it's close. It's close to Waffle House pecan pie. Really? On the grill with some butter. It's, it's pretty, it's, it might be better. Dude. I've never had it, what you're talking about, but we're talking about Waffle House pecan right, dude, pie it, here. It's right next to Waffle House. I mean, Waffle it's House is, is pretty good. You know, uh, Waffle House pecan pie is like the big pecans. Yeah. She like cuts them up into really Ooh, small pieces. I think I'd like that better. Yeah. It's pretty like pretty gas. Pretty gas. Okay. Okay. I'm with that. That's, that's a super respectable meal. That's probably exactly what my plate will look like. Multiple times throughout the day. Multiple times. Except I'll, uh, I'll probably throw some extra whatever other people make. Ooh, what you know? about, this is this is hit or miss on people. Deviled eggs. No, 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 no. <laughs> you like them? I love them. Oh, it I depends. Them. If they got like little pickles in them, no, don't want them. But uh, Harvey, and my brother-in-law, makes a, uh, he makes good deviled eggs that got mm. like a little spice to them. I don't know. They're good. Maybe they, I could do it. I could deal with it better. It's, it's the texture for me. They're definitely hit or it's miss. It's the texture. They can't be slimy. They gotta be like just fresh, just made them. Like I don't like leftover uh, deviled eggs. To me, it's like the slime. To me, I don't like it either way. Because if you go slimy, that's not good. That's no. never good. No. On food, that's never good. No. But I feel like the other way they're made, like I almost like can't swallow them. They're like, <laughs> like weird consistency. What about? Are you a pumpkin pie guy? Not really. I'm not either. I would eat it, but it's definitely not a first choice. No, if it's I mean there, it'd have, have to be it. the only dessert. Just for if that's the only dessert, sure I'll have a slice, but I'm definitely not going back for seconds. I would much rather have like my grandma made growing up, like an apple pie or yes. like a, like a peach cobbler. See, I'm I'm big on that, dude. God, my mouth's watering. I love that kind of stuff. Let's just let's just make this just a Thanksgiving uh, podcast. Yeah, we're just gonna throw out rivalry week. Food. Just straight go food. <laughs> I could probably do it honestly. <laughs> yeah. I could probably give you a forty-five minute pod on Thanksgiving food. <laughs> well, there's your Thanksgiving meal. Let us know what y'all's Thanksgiving meal would be. If, Maybe uh, we'll put are, up a poll or something. Yeah, are we right about uh, dressing and stuffing? Is there a difference, or am I an idiot? Oh, you know what know. we should do. You know what we should do. One of those pictures where everyone gets like fifteen bucks to spend, and we rank them like. This is uh, yeah, five dollars, four, four, three, two, one, and see what they would spend with their fifteen dollars. Thanksgiving lineup. Yeah, I feel like everything we said it's got to be five dollars. It's up there. You could argue a couple of them. Maybe I'm not. sure there's a picture online. We'll find something. We'll post it. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out because that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, because you never know. If you only had fifteen to spend, your plate might have to change. No, because we might not. That's be what I'm saying. Spend. I feel like the mac and cheese is probably a five dollar one. The ham, the pecan pie, the ham, turkey's probably a four. 
Turkey's maybe just because it's Thanksgiving, they'll probably put the turkey at five. It could be. But stuffing will be up there. That's a four or five, probably. Yeah. Just because it's Thanksgiving. It could be a three. They could put gravy as its own thing. They could. Yeah. And I might spend it. If, it, if Gravy <laughs> could be like the dollar one for me. I might have to throw spend. a couple extra bucks just to make sure I get the gravy. Yeah. Like a little extra spice in there. I like it. A little Thanksgiving start out to the week uh, 12 in the NFL. We're about to make so many people hungry. Dude. That's going to be great. Yeah. Hopefully you listen on, on Thanksgiving. I'm excited to hear about that because people are going to freaking be like, <laughs> yeah, you just hype me up for Thanksgiving. People will, will respond to us more about what we said about our Thanksgiving meal than yeah. they will about our takes on sports. 100%. 100%. Speaking of sports, this is a sports podcast. Big, big week here. Dude. We got Clemson coming off the win. 40 game times coming off the win. We had a bad third quarter, but we won by we 30. Carolina. How about them? How about them? Coop Nation, baby. Did anyone expect that? I don't think South Carolina fans expected that. I don't think Shane Beamer expected that. One of our good buddies, he said, I guarantee we're going to have a game where it's going to save our offense coordinator job. And he texted me. He was like, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Whether that's a good or a bad thing for the next two to three years, we'll see. But at least for the next, I don't know, half season, he just saved it. No, no doubt. Well, let's get into it. You want to get into Carolina first since I guess they're kind of – the big upset of the week. Let's do it. 63-38. to 38. Yeah, 63-38. They couldn't stop them. I mean, it, we know Tennessee's defense wasn't that great, but South Carolina's offense has been terrible all year. It's like, what happened? Yeah, what what it, changed it, from – I know you're on the road, but you scored six points against a not very good Florida team and then come back to Willie B and put up 63 on Tennessee. Yeah. And beat them by 25, 25 points. Yeah, 25 points. And really, it was a uh, – they couldn't stop them at all. Carolina could never be stopped. But the first half was at least competitive. It was kind of back and forth, you know. Carolina did manage to get basically one more stop than Tennessee in the first half, and, and they got the ball first. So they were able to go up by, I think it was 11 at the half. Mm-hmm. 11 at the half, and that's with Tennessee scoring with – 10 seconds left in the first half, I think it was, something like that. To cut it to 11, it was uh, 18. Yeah. And then the second half, you're like, Tennessee's going to get the ball first. And it was like a known thing. It was like they're going to go right down the field and score, yep. make this a four-point game. And the deciding factor of if Carolina can actually pull this off will be how they respond with their first drive. Boom, right down the field, back to a double-digit lead. And that was pretty much all she wrote. Well, then you have, I mean, at one point, what's it get, 35-31, right out of the, yeah. out of the uh, into the second half? Yeah, and then we get, what, 28 like, okay, in a row. Might have a ball game here. Next thing you know, they're up 63-31. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Can, I, I mean, obviously we're a Clemson fan here, we're here, but. You have to tip your cap. Yeah, that was an impressive game and uh, made that line line change for the Clemson-Carolina game probably by a couple points. I bet we would have been favored by 17. And if now not we're more. looking at 14 and a half. If not more. I mean, I'm thinking, I mean, you got to think we were favored uh, over a 5-5 five and five Miami team by 19 and a half. Yep. And it was going to be, if they don't pull that game off, a 6-5 and five Carolina team coming in. I mean, it was, in my eyes, that's what I was thinking before last weekend, before Saturday. I was like, ah, probably the same line as this Miami game. Yep. Something similar, 18-19, right yep. in that range. And a win like that, next thing you know, it's a, it's a two-touchdown spread. Which I think if you're betting Clemson is in your favor. I mean, uh, Carolina looked good, but I think that's a one-time thing in my opinion, honestly. Their offense has shown us nothing other than that one game that they'll be able to put up points on us. And our defense is way better than Tennessee's. We're playing at home, and it's during the day. 
I know a night game might favor us, but I think I feel like it seems to me that Carolina plays better at night. They, yeah, they, they won a game during the day. They have not. No, no day game wins yet. They don't play good during the day, and they don't play good on the road. So right. Right. I think all that's in our favor. I agree. And, and normally you would think you'd say, well, the noon game favors the road team, which I could see how you would still argue that for this game. As a Carolina fan, personally, in my opinion, even though you haven't won a day game, you're probably happy it's not 8 p.m. in the Valley. No. You know what I mean? Like, you can argue it from that direction. So you're probably thinking, mm, we got a better chance that this is noon. Maybe catch them sleeping early. We didn't play so good at noon against Syracuse. You know, one of those type of deals. Yep. But the issue is going to become that they won't be able to catch Clemson sleeping. Normally, Dabo has this team ready to go for this rivalry, obviously winning the last seven in a row. Because when he first became the coach, he felt it losing those, you know, that five in a row stretch. Uh, no doubt. He felt like, okay, I might win ten games a year, but I cannot continue to lose to these guys. I mean, so we, when we he both changed, had good teams then. Yeah, but at the end of the day, he was losing them. Yeah, we couldn't so, get over the hump. Even when we were favored in some of those games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, turn it. I mean, not just get over the hump. I mean, completely in our head about it, turn it over six times in a game type stuff. You know. Mm-hmm. So now that he's changed the tide, he knows how important the game is. One. So he's clearly had his team ready the last seven years. When it's come, when push comes to shove, and we have to play these guys, whether they have three wins or nine wins, we've risen to the challenge and beaten them every year. And now all that pressure's on them as well. And now the pressure's on them because they're trying to have a first decent year. I mean, theoretically, they beat us. They're eight and four, looking at a possible nine-win season. That gives them a lot better bowl game, and they're probably ranked if they beat us. They're 100% ranked. Beat number five, Tennessee. They were 27th in the AP on Sunday. We're probably looking like we'll be six or seven. Yeah. Uh, So if they go back-to-back, they'll be top 25 for sure, maybe top 20. Yeah, as an eight and four team. I mean, especially coming out of the SEC, back-to-back wins over essentially top five teams. I mean, we'll probably be right outside of it, but – you know, borderline top five teams. That gives them a lot better bowl game. Gives them a lot better bowl game. And you tell the Gamecocks preseason, hey, you're going to finish the regular season eight and four, play in the whatever they – Number five, Tennessee. You know, Capital One, whatever – or not Orange Bowl, but whatever Outback Bowl maybe. You know, a decent bowl Yeah. compared to the Mayo Bowl or Probably something like that. Probably not a six bowl, but no, one no. right under that Outback Bowl or uh, – You know – Whatever, whatever else those yeah. good, you know, pretty good bowls are. It'd probably be an Outback Bowl. Honestly. And then, uh, you know, they changed it. Like, whatever the bowl used to be that we played in last year, the Cheez-It Bowl. Mm-hmm. That used to be the, like, Russell Athletic Bowl. You know, like, mid, pretty mid-tier bowls or whatever based on the sponsor. But you tell them preseason, hey, you're going to be 8-4. and four. You're going to beat number 5 Tennessee. You're going to beat, let's say, number 7 Clemson. And you're going to play in the Outback Bowl for a chance to go 9-4. and four. They're doubling down on that. I mean, no risk. I mean, they're, they're, they're taking that all day. Hell, they'd be they would take going eight and five, five and seven, or whatever, five and eight, and beating us and just stopping 100%. the streak. Hundred percent. They probably rather have that than have a good bowl game. I would think. Maybe the fan base, probably not the coach. No, as far as trajectory of fan your base program. for sure, though, because we win this game, it'll be the longest streak in the the history of the rivalry. Will we be tying it, or will we will we we'll be breaking it. it? We've had seven uh, in like the thirty four to forty. We had seven, and now we're at seven right now. So we'll be breaking the record, yeah, not it'll tying be it. Longest by Carolina or us. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, spreads fourteen and a half. We got an over under fifty two. I kind of like the under here. Do you want to talk Miami game at all? Uh, I mean, yeah. Let's touch on it real quick. Let's touch on it real quick. We, look, we come out first half, look good. What we do? Work the middle of the field. I texted you about it. We had like four plays in the middle of the field. Every single one worked. Every single one. Let me tell you this too. 
I think now we've played 11 games. We've scored at least a field goal on our opening drive in 10 of them. That's surprising. You know the only game we didn't? Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Only game we didn't score at least a field goal on our opening drive. And that was the best game we've played this year as a whole. It's not the best we've looked. No. But as a whole football team, that's the best game we've played as far as top to bottom. And we still had a really bad entire quarter, basically. The third quarter was awful. And then how many fumbles? For the offense. We had, yeah, but we had three, what, three lost fumbles? We had Easily two lost fumbles. Six. Two lost fumbles and a pick. Yeah. Could have been five lost fumbles. Yeah, there was, like, there was multiple times we had the ball on the ground and we happened to recover it. Yeah. I know there was we Antonio had the, Williams punt return that he yeah. muffed yeah. and we hopped on. Yep. And then there was the Brining stool. stool. The hurdle. Just... Happened to drop right into Williams' hands. And then Shipley. Very lucky there. Shipley so, fumbled for like the fifth game in a row. We, we got that one back. We got away with some, but uh, the turnovers are looking to be honestly an issue here in the past couple games. That is the fourth Is it the fourth straight game? That we've lost a turnover. Fourth about. straight game that we've turned it over at least three times. That Not just lost it, but turned it over three times or more. Very unlike a Dabo Swinney-led team. Yeah. And like if you hear Dabo's com- press conference about it, it's more of him saying – we just can't – it's just unlucky is what he's basically saying. Hold on to the ball. But at some point, it's ball security, right? Yeah. I mean, there are some weird things happening. Like the, you, you you, hurdle – and then, uh, like in Brittany Stool's defense on that hurdle, he made a great play, and as he's mid-air, the Miami defender puts the crown of his helmet on the football. That's probably a fumble for every college athlete in the country. More than likely, but if the ball's on the ground five times, you can't tell me all five are lucky. Yeah, no, definitely not. And – Shipley's had a problem with it this year. Antonio Williams has put a couple on the ground. But the two from the tight ends that we lost, that was Davis Allen's first of the year and Jake Brenningstool's first of the year. Not super concerned about those two guys. Yeah, definitely Shipley. And you know how much we're going to be giving him the ball with what he did last year versus Carolina. And Moffa. Watch, yeah. watch for the big bruiser to be the MVP factor in this game. Watch for Phil Moffa to have a 100-yard rushing game. And we saw Pace have a good game last year against him. And, and Shipley obviously, obviously did too. I think we're going to run it down their throat, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I you look at – I don't think it's going to be super high scoring. I think we hold them to not too much. I think they're coming off their 63-point performance against a terrible Tennessee defense. They're coming into the Valley in a noon game. I mean, I don't see them putting up more than 17. Yeah, agreed. And here's the thing. You look at their weaknesses, it's our strength. Mm-hmm. They struggle to run the football. And they've been without their best back. I'm not sure if Marshawn Lloyd will be back or not. But they've struggled to run the football, which has led to putting Rattler in bad situations throwing the ball. So they're not going to come out and torture us for 63 and just throw, 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 throw. After last Saturday, Tennessee now has the dead last ranked pass defense in the Power Five. Mm. They're dead last. Yeah, they're like 127th out of all the teams. Yeah. So they're into last week. I'm sure that – yeah. They may now. be last not in the Power Five. Yeah. But they're last in the Power Five, I know for sure. So you factor that in, they're not going to throw on us. We don't have the best secondary, but we have recovered greatly, and a lot of those players have played much better. When you got Wiggins, Makuba, Mickens has come on very strong. Uh, you got Sheridan Jones back from injury. He's been great. I mean, Jalen Phillips, you got a lot of guys back there in the secondary that have improved as the year's gone on. I don't think they're going to run us that much. Their run defense is close to 100th going into last week and run stop efficiency for the college football power five or the or the nation as a whole that's our strength that's what we do we run the ball if you put us into pass often situations that's when we struggle 
Seems like they're going to struggle to stop us. I mean, DJ coming off his best game running the ball for us as, as a Tiger with 89 yards and a touchdown, 5.2 yards of carry. Shipley getting four yards of carry last week with 62. Moffa getting four yards of carry last week. Uh, Cade came in and got 10 yards of carry running the ball. So what we're doing well is what they struggle to stop. Just doesn't seem like a great recipe for them to pull off another one here. Their only way of winning, in my opinion, is being able to air it out like they did last week, which Correct. I don't see happening. But if this gets into a shootout situation, I, I don't like our chances in a shootout. I know we did it earlier versus Wake Forest, but yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't see that happening. But you obviously have to say something about it since South Carolina just put up sixty-three. I know it's against a bad Tennessee defense. You're at home, but you still did it either way. You and Rattler's a talented quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a top prospect coming he's out. He's got the arm strength that you need to make those throws. You saw that last week. Like, he was dropping dimes left and right. Yeah, he was. So, I'm take. I, th- I like – I think uh, – give me 34-17 Tigers. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I was on the phone with another buddy of ours today um, who says he's not a Gamecock fan, but he's a Gamecock fan. <laughs> and – we were just kind of chit-chatting it up a little bit about the game, and I told him 34-16. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I just felt like they'll find the end zone. It'll be probably second half. They'll kick some field goals in the first half. Give me three field goals. And, a, uh, our, you know, red zone defense has been a strength for Clemson for years now. Give me the Tigers uh, to hold them out of the end zone a few times. It will feel more dominant than the scoreboard will say. No. I think we're going to run it down the throat. We'll run it down their throat, but because it'll pace. be a it'll be a run heavy script for our offense, it won't lead to as much scoring opportunities. I'm no. not sure if we'll be able to burst 70 and 80 yard runs as much as we will just kind of average five or six a carry. I think time of possession will be heavily in our favor. Yeah, I agree. I was it 60 minutes total? Give me like 39 to 21, 38 to 22, something like that. Us. Yeah. I mean, if you look at, for example, let's see, the Miami game, just most recent one, it pretty much exactly what you said. We had 38-15. They had 21-45. Yeah. And that's with us turning the ball over three more times. Yeah. I think it's going to be the same. I think we're control, control possession, run it a lot, might have some third downs, but running on first and second down, have third and shorts, and we're just going to control pace of play the entire time. 34-17, we cover. Uh, what's the over-under up? 52. So I like the like under. right on it. I'm going 34 to 16 and under right there. Yeah. I don't um, know if I'm going to bet the under, but I think it'll be under 52. Give me 34, 17 Tigers. Make it eight in a row. Yeah, I agree. It's just one of those things where if there was any chance at all we were overlooking them, we're not anymore. Definitely not. So, and we probably weren't before, to no. tell you the truth. No. But, I mean, you look at Tennessee. Let's talk about this. I heard and saw multiple posts talking about Obviously, the Carolina offense was great last week. But talking about how well the defense played, they gave up 38. Yep. You give up 38 to Clemson, you're getting stomped. But we don't have the we didn't have the offense Tennessee has. I mean, look at how much points Tennessee's been putting up versus people. No, I completely agree. Their offense is levels above us. Fifty something against Bama. I know they how much they put up against Georgia. Probably like 27 or something. 24. No, against Georgia they scored 13. 13, even better. Yeah. So. I've been saying it all year, and I would like to double down that I've said it all year, that Tennessee was overrated. They had a great Bama win. That was it. To me, they were overrated. Said it the whole season, kept betting against them, paid off in the end. 
Well, if you say beginning of the year, Tennessee's nine and two. Yeah, they overachieved. Over Bama. Yeah, they they overachieved, but they were overrated. Yeah, whenever once, it comes to where they were being ranked. Yeah. So, Carolina, maybe their defense played good in y'all's eyes. I don't know. I know y'all played a good offense, but you still gave up. Let's just run through this for Tennessee. 31 first downs. They were 5 of 12 on third down against you and 2 of 3 on fourth down. They had 507 total yards, and they ran for over 150 on you. They're a pass-heavy team. They threw for 355 and had 50 pass attempts. Only 28 rush attempts and averaged 6 yards a carry, essentially, 5.5. The game's obviously on the Tennessee defense. When it's on you give the Tennessee up 63 defense. Points, your 100%. offense scores 38. You got to expect to win a game. It's on the Tennessee defense, and Carolina was also able to run for 153. Yep. And uh, for, what 500, 450, something like that. Yeah, 450 crazy. pass yards. But they ran for 153, and that opened it up, right? Without their top two running backs, too. Yeah. When you when you get four yards of carry, that's going to open up your pass lanes. Yep. That's what their issue's been the whole year. They can't run the football effectively. So they run it on first and 10, it's second and 11. They throw a screen on second and 11, it's third and 11. That's what their offense has been this year. So when you don't have enough speed to get outside of Clemson and you're not going to be able to run on us between the tackles because we, we were missing Percy last week, but he just had strep throat. He's back. Tyler Davis has been healthy this year, been playing very well. Ruka Rotoro in the middle has been good. XT done for the year. XT's done for the year, but K.J. Henry's been good. Now we've got balling. some depth. We have some depth on the line. Trey Williams has been great the last couple yep. weeks. Peyton Page has been great the last couple weeks. I mean, that line has been coming together more so. We held Miami to 98 yards. No one wants to talk about that because it's Miami and they were 5-5. Five and five. And they have like 10 yards at the half. They had 8 yards at the half. <laughs> that was the first time since 1965 someone held Miami to less than 100 yards in a football game. And what, they had like a 40-yard passing play on like the first play of the second half? It was a they? quarterback run. Yeah. He ran for basically 40 yards. They had two plays of 30 yards or more and finished with 98. That's how dominant Clemson was on the defensive side of the ball. I, We won't be that effective. No, no. But we're rounding into form on, on defense. Yep. And that's what's kept us in and will continue to keep us in a lot of these games. I like 34-16. Give me the cover. 34-17 me. We're pretty much in agreement there. Love it. So you got one by 18 and one by 17. Line right now is at 14 and a half. Obviously, subject to change. Could have got a point here or there the other way. Uh, Tigers going to make it eight in a row. And we touched on it a little bit already, talking about where the Tigers could end up. But uh, with the Tennessee loss, the Gamecocks actually did us a little favor. For the playoff, yeah. As far as the playoff push goes. Now we need um, Notre Dame. Big, big fun week this week. I mean, not just for us, but for college football. Last week had the potential to be like ups, the upset Saturday. We had the potential to come out somehow number one last after last week. <laughs> but, I mean, Georgia didn't look convincing versus Kentucky. They went, I mean, they won by 10 points, 16-6. The game was never really close, but. Offense you know, looked only bad for them, points. though. And Offense then, looked uh, bad. Ohio State ends up winning by like 13 points with the last second uh you know, uh, and that game was thirty-three to thirty with two minutes to go. Yep. Though. And then uh, Michigan, Michigan the game was was close. TCU game winning field goal on the last play of the game for Michigan and TCU. TCU wins by a point or two, and then uh, who we got? Uh, USC had a close game. They win by three. So Ten- you got Tennessee loses, and then who's above us? LSU. LSU. But I'm who sure will, they didn't they'll, struggle. They'll take care. Of, they played UAB. But they got two losses. So unless they win the SEC championship, they're not getting in. Right. Basically, the, you know, the only thing in my opinion right now. Between Clemson and the playoff berth? 
LSU we winning need, it? No. Well, that that too. If LSU wins, George is still going to get in. Correct. But to me, that's an unlikely scenario. Yeah. There's one scenario that is likely that would keep us out to me. USC, TCU both winning? Yeah. To, I, I thought TCU would drop one by now. Um, they keep winning. I know they're close games, but they're, I mean, Horned Frogs keep winning. It doesn't matter how they win. If they go 13-0, they're in. Yeah. And USC and the AP that just came out on Sunday, they jumped up to fifth. We went up to seventh. So based on resume, it's pretty clear that, and they were ranked ahead of us in the CFP, that if we both finish 12-1, and one, they'll get four over us. Yep. So, but we have hope. Let me tell you why. TCU, tough, close games every week. It's really hard to win all of those. They got you an think Iowa they State team. Drop one sooner or later. You don't really expect it to be Iowa State, but Iowa State plays everyone close. Iowa State plays everyone close, but it is at TCU. I think the Horn Frogs will probably pull that out and finish the undefeated regular season. But be wary of that Big 12 championship game because they're probably going to get a rematch with Kansas State. What it looks like could be Texas. Kansas State's been playing good ball. Kansas State's been playing great ball. And uh, TCU beating them once, we know it is really hard to beat the same team twice in one year. That was a close game the first time in a 38-28 uh, game where TCU scored late to pull away. Watch out for that. And then you got USC, probably the two toughest games of any team left in the country. Another gonna, game, and then Oregon. And then it looks like it'll be Oregon. It's yeah. not, not set in stone yet. Oregon's got to take care of business against uh, Oregon State on Saturday. But assuming they do, it'll be a top 15 Notre Dame team taking on USC and probably a top 10 Oregon team taking on USC. So obviously if they pull those out, and in my opinion, rightfully so, they deserve to be in at 12-1. But those are two tough ones to finish out and be 12-1. There's definitely a lot of close games uh, left to be played. And, and Notre Dame and it's Oregon are both lot. rolling. Yep. I mean, they're rolling right now. Notre Dame's been playing like – they should be playing all year. You know, they're ranked top five at the beginning of the year. They dropped Ohio State in a close game, like 21-10. And then, obviously, the super big upset versus Marshall. Uh, they beat us, and they've been rolling over everyone. They just beat and Boston College by, like, what, 40 to nothing or something? Yeah, basically. And here's another one. That Notre Dame win, that's that's the game, as long as we take care of business Saturday, that's the biggest game of the weekend for Clemson. Because if we can get Notre Dame to win that, USC's done. And that Notre Dame loss will suddenly be a top ten loss on the road. No. Yep. So even to, though the game was never close, it wasn't close. It looks better it, losing to a team that's finishing strong on the year that's going to be in the top ten. Right. If Notre Dame wasn't even ranked. Right. Still no excuse for getting beat that badly, but it will look a lot better if they're ninth. By, you know, and they win this week, no whatever doubt. it would be. They jump up by beating the top five teams. Which they so, could easily be, beat USC. They easily especially can. the way they play. Easily can. Just run it down their throat. USC won't be able to stop it. USC game, they're playing close games almost every single week. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, uh, here let's 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 run through run through real quick a couple of the rivalry games. We'll just pick a winner and move on. No spread or nothing. Uh, we you can you can talk spread if you want. I'll give you the spread. See what you, see see what you think the cover will be. We got Florida at Florida State. The Knowles ranked nineteenth in last week's college football playoff, up to sixteenth in the AP. We'll see where they fall later tonight when the rankings come out. Uh, the Knowles favored by nine and a half. That's a night game they in Tallahassee. That, they play it there. It's not a neutral site game. Nope, it's in Tallahassee. Knowles by nine and a half. Give me Knowles to cover. Definitely to win. Uh, yeah, give me give me Knowles to win by ten. Yeah, give me the Knowles to They're cover. Playing good. G- give me the Knowles by a lot more than ten. How about that? Yeah. Give me the Knowles by twenty. I think uh, Florida's terrible. They just got beat by Vanderbilt. They're already clinched a bowl game. Who cares if you're seven and five or six and six? Um, 
on the road at night. Tallahassee's a tough place to win. That's another game that Clemson's probably lucky they're not having to play them right now mm-hmm. because they are rolling. And uh, give me the Knowles to get back to 9-3, and three, have a chance at a 10-win season, and they're going to cover that. We both talked We talked Clemson, Carolina already. We got Georgia Tech and Georgia. Georgia Tech, believe it or not, has a chance, 1% probably, but a chance <laughs> to get bowl, bowl eligible. eligible with a win at Georgia. The Dogs favored by 35 and a half. Sorry, Georgia Tech jackets. coming off a huge win against North Carolina. Sorry, Yellow Jackets. Y'all will not be bowl eligible. Uh, y'all be lucky to keep this within 30 points. And here's another situation, not as close, obviously, because of the spread, but with Clemson, Carolina. If the dogs were overlooking them at all, they're not after they just beat a top 12 North yeah. Carolina team. They're not anymore. So, Georgia Tech, you probably just did it to yourself. Uh, 35 and a half, though? I'm kind of wanting to take Georgia Tech G- here. Give me the cover. Georgia's not really scoring a lot of points. But they will on them. If Georgia Tech can just put I don't up know. 13 points. I mean, look at this, though. We just look, we just had a, one of the highest scoring offenses in the country in North Carolina only hang 17 on them. No. Yeah. Give me the Ramblin' Wreck to cover that. Yeah, give me Georgia Tech to cover. That I game mean, was they're still in Chapel get, Hill, too. I think they still get beat by, like, 28, probably. But if Georgia Tech can just put up, like, 13 points, I don't see Georgia scoring 50. Yeah, I agree. And they could, but give me uh, yeah, give me tech to cover. Give me the forty-five, thirteen, something like that. Georgia would win. Tech yeah. to cover. All right, moving on. Let's go. Uh, big one. The game. The Michigan Wolverines, third-ranked team in the country, traveling to the second-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes. Buckeyes favored by seven and a half. Noon game as always for this rivalry. Well, Ohio State won by thirteen. It was a lot closer than what they won by last week. Uh, yeah, really, who looked worse? I mean, I probably know. Michigan because they were at home. But Illinois is much better than Maryland. Michigan coming off their first win in the rivalry in a while. A while. Last year. Long while. Uh, I think Ohio State's definitely going to win the game. But seven and a half points. It's a big number to me. Yeah. I like the Wolverines to cover this. Seems like 2v. Yeah, give me Michigan to cover. It should be a pretty close game. I think this is going to be a pretty good game. I think this is going to be like a 27-24 game. I mean, we could possibly have an instant classic here, in my opinion. This I would think this is going to be a good game. And this is something that if it, if it is an instant classic, overtime, let's say Ohio State win, that's bad for Clemson. Yeah, because then that leaves Michigan to still get in, yeah. even without a Big Ten championship. Yeah, and basically beating no one the whole season. But that's no. neither here nor there. We don't control that. But I just don't see the road team winning this game. If this was in Michigan, I'd probably roll the other way. Tough to win in the big house. We saw that last year. I thought Ohio State was the better team last year, but they played on the road. Yep. Give me the Buckeyes this year at home, uh, but not with the cover. Any other good ones? I mean, Bama, Auburn, but who cares? Y'all yeah, both stink. Auburn's terrible. No, Bama's not. They don't, they don't stink, but you know, <laughs> I'm favored by twenty-two. It's the Iron Bowl, but I don't think it's going to be a good one. Another one where if Auburn can somehow one percent chance have a chance to get bowl eligible. Then uh, Notre Dame-USC, I think we're both taking Notre Dame plus five and a half here. 100%. 100%. And I'm taking a money line dog of the week. We need and it. And that's not, that's not me being biased. That is USC scraping by a lot of average teams, in my opinion. And uh, it was at at UCLA. I'm doing air quotes right now. At UCLA. They all play in the Rose Bowl. Yeah. It was a home game. It's in LA. I mean, they're it's, both there. They Yeah, I mean, they both – play in that stadium for their home yeah, games, though. Yeah. That was on a road win. And where is UCLA? Where'd they fall to? 
Uh, I don't even see them in the top 25. They play on a Friday, I think. They're six, they fell to 16th in the AP. Um, just give me give me Notre Dame here. They're yeah. levels above uh, UCLA, probably Utah. Uh, they could probably hang with an Oregon team, in my opinion. They're probably on that same level. I think Oregon's going to have something to say to USC, too, and we'll probably give – me, give me, let me go ahead and spout this out. Give me the Trojans to lose their last two games. Woo. Give me Notre Dame. Give me Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Should have two tough ones. Yeah, I'm going uh, Irish to keep it rolling. He's got that team believing right now. A little, uh, a little too late, but they're playing good football. No. And uh, speaking, what's your, what's your locks? I mean, that's kind of all the rivalry games. Yeah. I got a lot of locks that I've already spouted out. I'm going Clemson. Notre Dame five and a half easily. Yep. And the money line's dog of the week. Spe- speaking of, speaking of, my amazing locks. Before I get rolling here, last week another good week. Undefeated college, college. football. Undefeated. And it would have been undefeated if it wasn't for the Vikings. We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. But college football, undefeated, took <clears throat> Baylor two and a half, had the money line for the dog of the week, had it. They blew that had one. Had it in the back. Up 28 to 20 with, what, a minute 48? And lose the game 29-28. You mean Baylor plus two and a half? Yeah, I took Baylor plus two and a half. Yeah, I think it just said minus. Oh, my bad. Baylor plus two and a half, almost had the money line. Clemson minus 19 was easy. Yep. My, one of my favorite bets of the week. And then the under on Georgia Kentucky was easy, uh, sixteen to six. wasn't even close. That Speaking was forty nine. Barstool bets you're dead to me. Yeah, Austin they, sent me a little screenshot of bets that were good this week. It was like uh, Maryland's covering like twenty five percent against the spread. Uh, what was the other one? TCU's uh, nine one and one or something like that. Ten yeah. or eight one one against the spread. Yeah. And then the, the Kentucky under game. So I took all three of those. Kentucky one hit. Other two did not. Obviously, you saw Maryland almost. Uh, Beat Ohio State. So, Barstool bets, you're dead to me. And I'll tell you this, too. I'm just nailing everything right now because the week before last, I had the Baylor Bears as my only college loss that day, getting thumped by Kansas State. But I just had this feeling about the Baylor Bears. (laughs) They should have been dead to you. had a feeling. I said, I'm not going to make you dead to me. You get one more chance. I'm riding you TCU. Undefeated week. I haven't added a team to the dead to me list in a couple of weeks here. Three weeks in a row, no dead to me teams. You have to be adding one in the NFL, aren't you? Oh, they're on there. It'll be that's my first NFL team, but yep. we'll we'll get there. But an, an undefeated week last week for college football. Uh, with that being said, I'm definitely going undefeated this week. I mean, these are easy. I mean, I love these lines. Notre Dame plus five and a half is easy. I like that one. Like Clemson minus Clemson minus and fourteen and a half is easy. I don't really like TCU just because Iowa State plays everyone super close. I didn't TCU take that. games, I know. I'm just saying. I was looking at it, and it's like they're playing a four and seven, seven Iowa State, only favored by ten. But Iowa State plays everyone close, and TCU's last couple of games have been close. So I, think, I don't really like uh, that one. If you made me pick that, give me the Cyclones to cover. Yeah, uh, I like Michigan plus seven and a half. That's another that lock. Be, of mine. Should be a close That's, game. That is an easy lock. If you can get Michigan at seven and a half, you better lock that in. And honestly, the way Georgia Tech's been playing and. The amount of points that Georgia's been putting up, 35 and a half is a lot of points. Yeah. I mean, I might like – we've already said it. I don't know if I'm locking it in, but I like Georgia Tech plus 35 and a half. The thing about Georgia Tech is they're they're kind of a South Carolina-type team. I think Carolina's better. A little but, inconsistent. But they just – you have no idea what you're going to get. Yep. I mean, just look at their last couple games. You got upset at North Carolina. Then you get beat by 21 at home to Miami. Yep. And then you go on the road to Virginia Tech and beat them. And then you get thumped by Florida State. I mean, it's just like all over the place. They lose to Virginia this year. They lose to Duke. Beat Duke. They lose. They beat Duke. They beat Duke. Lose to Virginia. Beat Duke. That's right. Beat Pitt. 
Yeah, who was top 25 of the team yeah. at the time. So they've got so two top 25 wins on their resume this year. I mean, but have the, they been the beat by more than 36 by anyone this year? Oh, they got yeah. beat 42, 42 to nothing. nothing. And then UCF stomped them too. So, I mean, it's just – by 31 to us at the beginning of the year. Right. So, you don't know what you're going to get. If I had to pick, i go Ramblin' Wreck to cover Definitely that. Definitely not But I'm down. staying that away too. Yeah. Uh, the last one I like here is the Oregon Ducks on the road against the Oregon State Beavers. Favored by three. Give me the Ducks minus three. I just think if they win this game, not only do they win their robbery. Did Bo Nix get hurt? He got hurt two weeks ago. He sh- played last week. They got the win at home against Utah. He was like, I wouldn't even say 50%. The guy couldn't even hardly move. Uh, hopefully, with another week under his belt of recovery, he'll be better this week. I think that with a chance, if they win this, they'll move to nine and three, I believe, and a chance to uh, to get to ten wins. No, yeah. and not only that, they will uh, clinch a spot in the Pac-12 championship. So, or no, they'll they'll get to ten wins with the win this week, I believe. They're nine and two, right? Can we check me on that? Yeah, they're nine and two. So we're looking at if they win, we're looking at back in the top ten. We're looking at a 10-win season, a berth in your Pac-12 Conference Championship game, and a win over your rivalry. I just don't think they choke that. Give me Ducks by more than three. Okay. I like it. You got anything you're spouting out there? Any last-minute lock? Just just glowing to you? Just no. Bolding out? No, I like a lot of the ones. Notre Dame, Michigan, Clemson. You locking those in? Are we riding together? Are you Are you riding with me right now? Yeah. I was looking at TCU, but I don't like TCU. Uh, I'm just looking at the top 25 games. I don't want to look at anything right, else. Right, right. Uh, North Carolina's minus six and a half versus NC State. You know what I just decided? I want FSU minus nine and a half, too. As a lot? Yeah, I'm not going to. North Carolina's favored by six and a half, coming off a bad loss against Georgia Tech, too. Yeah, NC State's another one, though, that you just have no clue what Especially you're going to get. Especially since they don't have a quarterback now. I mean, you have no clue what you're going to get. But that, that was a top 15 team until their all-ACC first-team quarterback gets hurt. And they've clearly shown that he was that good because they've been that bad without him. No. I mean, they cannot score. Yeah, give me the Knowles, though. I want to add that on there, minus nine and a half. But when we talked it up, it just felt right. We definitely talked it up. I don't uh, There's not – any that are getting a little shiny eye for me here. All Ole, right. Ole Miss only favored about two over Mississippi State on Thursday night. Yeah, that's I like I like Inter- the Egg Bowl on line. Thursday night. That's that's fun. That's a fun Thanksgiving little game there. I'll check that one out. I won't bet on it probably. No, I think I'm good on the college bets. What's the over under in the Egg Bowl there? Fifty nine. Is it? I kind of like the over. They're both averaging thirty three for Mississippi State, thirty five for Ole Miss. I like it. Anyway, let's move on. NFL. So we both uh, missed the Packers on Thursday night. Yeah. I only locked in two games, though. Went one and one. You locked in the Vikings and the the Chargers? And the Chargers, yeah. Well, I know I I probably locked in against the Panthers just because we suck, but they ended up losing by 10. What was was the line? game. 13. Oh, yeah. Lost thirteen to three. <laughs> and Did then, you take uh, the Giants or something? Probably. Because you I, said the I, I play against dead Detroit to you. every single time. I'm going to do it again, and they'll probably continue to win. But they're dead to me, so I'll continue I don't know to about this week. Them. I mean, playing Buffalo on Thanksgiving Day normally doesn't. I mean, that doesn't feel right. I'm doing. It feels it. like a beatdown. Yeah. But you're betting Buffalo because right? yeah yeah because I'll bet on Buffalo because I've been getting betting against Detroit. Detroit will cover. 
I mean, well, let me just say that Detroit is four and six. They're not awful. A lot of their games are close. A lot of their games are close, and they they've gotten beat, beat by the good Giants. teams. They beat up on the Giants, who I've said are overrated the whole year. Thank you, Detroit, for proving that one. Then they beat the Bears. They beat the Packers. I mean, we're we're talking about a three-game win streak right now. Well, give me. Let's go to all the primetime Thursday games. Bills, Lions. Give me Bills to cover. Cowboys, Giants. Cowboys minus nine. Give me Cowboys. And definitely, I know you're not going to do it, but Vikings only favored by two and a half against the Pats. Give me Vikings. You locking that in? You locking any of those? All of them. All three are locks? Yeah, bro. Okay. If I say it, it's a lock. Okay, well, here, let me do something. Let me just do something crazy. Can I do something crazy? You're going to go the exact opposite on everything I just said? Yeah, let me go the exact opposite. <laughs> give me give me Detroit. I don't love this. Let's just, let's just do something fun. Yeah. Because, I mean, these aren't my locks anyway. But let me just go something fun here. Let me just go opposite. I, I like, and I'm not just saying that in some ways, because I like Detroit plus nine and a half. Uh, nine seems like a lot for a division rivalry to take sole place of second in that division for Giants-Cowboys. Uh, give me the G-men to bounce back, still lose, but give me a hard-fought Thursday, uh, Thanksgiving Day loss for the G-men. I'm just seeing the Cowboys winning 40-3 to against Minnesota. New yeah. York losing by, what, 18 to Detroit? They might have got a last-second touchdown. They lost 31-18, to I believe. Yeah. So, you lose in Detroit. I think they played at home. They did. So, Cowboys riding high. Giants not riding high. Give me uh, Dallas to cover that. And I think the Vikings line got affected a little bit from the beatdown they just took against Dallas. Uh, but they're still an 8-2 team. I know the Pats are 6-4. and four. They Here's a question for you, though. Games. Let me tell you. Let me point something out. Ooh, primetime. Primetime, Kurt. Are, you missing, are we missing something here? I said it last, last week. Last you would not do it. And, uh, give me a bounce back, primetime Kirk. Okay. Give me a bounce back. First ever primetime bet on Kirk for you, right? Yeah, That's the very first time. Wow. Very first time. Give me a bounce back. All right. Is Kirk Cousins absolutely dead to you if he loses this game? I will never bet. I will. This is my one time betting primetime on him. I probably bet before and lost bad. And that's why I went against him last week. And it proved me right. They lost by 37. And it really wasn't primetime, but I considered it primetime playing the Cowboys in a 425 game. That's what I was telling uh, you. If he considered that primetime, then he really is a head case. Yeah. Because that was still a day game at home. But this is Thanksgiving night. At home Ooh. again. At home again. Mm. But it's two and a half. You're playing the Pats. His confidence could be shook. It could be. I might regret this decision. Kirky Kirk is known to lose some confidence. But the Vikings are a good team. Give me a bounce back game. Justin Jefferson's about to go off. Primetime Kirk is going to be back. Vikings cost me my first perfect week. Uh, of of overall football, college and NFL, of the whole year last week with a not even it's like it was a close I mean game, just thirty seven points embarrassment. Yeah. And last week we said on the podcast we said this just feels like one of those that Vegas knows something we don't, and I did it anyway. <laughs> and clearly they I don't think Vegas knew they were going to lose by thirty. Maybe not, but they they knew enough to where the Cowboys were road favorites against a one loss team coming off a win against Buffalo. So, Could you imagine just actually like finding like an alternate spread and where he's like, um, Dallas minus 30 against Minnesota? Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, and the and fact – Plus 2,000. What's mind-blowing is that probably someone got that. Someone probably, probably hit that. Somewhere. And probably hit something big. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep going opposite of you. They're dead to me. They An 8-2 and two team is dead to me. You heard that right. And Kirk Cousins, you're super dead to me. Primetime Kirk, um, yeah. Can't stand you. Yeah, you. I bet and won with you when the Buffalo game. Just had a feeling for some reason. Uh, you ruined every bit of that last week. So give me Patriots plus two and a half. Um, I don't know, man. 
I kind of want to say the Vikings are going to win that game, but Primetime Kirk is such a bad football player. He, yeah, he is. Give me Patriots money line, dog of the week. All right. Uh, here, here's one I usually don't do. Give me Panthers plus two and a half. Okay. Playing Denver, probably gonna be a low scoring game. Definitely. I think Sam Darnold's back. I think he the got named the starter. But he did most boring game of the year incoming. Yep. But we're playing at home. We typically play a little better at home. Give me dog of the week Panthers to win this game. I like it. We just played the Ravens close. I mean, we did. Ravens are a good team. We only lost by ten on the road. Yep. Our defense is playing good. We finally got Jeremy Chen back. Yep. So uh, give me Panthers dog of the week to win this game at home. I like it. I like it. We got a uh, another Sunday night primetime matchup. The Eagles just get to play primetime every week, don't they? Well, when you're nine and one, and and is. you're a Philly, yeah, you get you get that. So. I, I mean, I'm not opposed. I'm just saying they're there every week. The Packers at four and seven seem to have a primetime game every week. Yeah, and they just stink. So that's just <laughs> pure Aaron Rob Aaron Rodgers. Philly favored by seven points. bias privilege. What do you uh, like here? Eagles minus seven at home. They haven't played good the past two weeks, and the Packers just stink altogether. They've been playing better though. That's the thing. Well, that Titans loss was bad. The Titan. What? The, what are the Titans? The Titans are six and three. I think. They seven fi- and they three. finally got Tannehill back. Tannehill's been out. Been but that was still a ten-point home loss where they really couldn't even move the ball at all. Yeah, when we say when we say they've been playing better, we're talking about just the Cowboys win. Just so we're clear, yes. Because the week before that, they got beat by Detroit. <laughs> so we're just talking There's about something one game. about Detroit though. Something with Green Bay and Detroit, they just struggle with them. But I mean, look at their last few games. We got I don't like this the game Titan at all. loss. We got the Cowboys win in overtime. Come back. The home. the Detroit loss, the Buffalo loss, Commanders loss, Jets loss. Giants loss. Struggling. This team stinks. The Phillies been struggling the last two weeks. They barely beat uh, the Colts last week. Give me Eagles to cover seven. Yeah, kind of leaning that, but both teams are struggling. At least for the last two weeks. You know, Agreed. Philly loses the Commanders, and they have a last-second touchdown to beat the Colts. Well, then give me um, the logic of when both teams are struggling, I'll take the better team. Yeah, for sure. I like Philly minus seven. Oh, let's see what else we got scrolling through here. Any, anything you like? Anything you really love? Mm. Let me see. We got a here. couple of good Thursday games for probably like the first time this year, really. Some fun ones, at least. The Monday Nighter's going to probably stink. There's not really any of the bets I like. Cincy minus one and a half against the Titans. Titans are 7 let me, 3. Let me throw a couple locks at you. Let me go. Uh, Washington Washington Commanders are rolling. Give me Commanders at home, minus four against the Falcons. Uh, Heineke just for some reason wins. And Ron Rivera is smart enough to know not to put Carson Wentz in. Is he uh, finally healthy? He's healthy now, and he's the backup. Yeah. Taylor Heineke just wins for some reason, and uh, he sticks around, and he fights hard in Washington. So give me the Commanders minus four. And also, let me go ahead and throw at you a Monday nighter. We can talk primetime here, too, in this lovely football game of the 3-7 and seven Steelers at the 4-6-1 and one Colts. Colts favored by 2.5. Give me the fighting Jeff Saturdays. 2.5. Going to go to, well, yeah, he lost last week. Imagine that if he beats the Eagles. Oh, man. He's 2-0. and oh. He's got Indy rolling, and they kind of blew it. I mean, they were up pretty big. Still got him playing good, though. He's got they him playing a lot have better. A win, and then uh, he made the, the right decision by saying, "Matt Ryan's our quarterback." Yeah, he's old and he stinks, but he's better than Sam Ellinger. Yeah, no doubt. But I mean, you're right, though. I mean, they come up with that win against uh, the Raiders in his first game, and 
they had the the best team in football reeling up 13-3 to going to the fourth quarter. And they couldn't close the door. With a minute left, Jalen Hurts wins the game. They lose by one. But I just think they're playing better. He's got that team believing a little bit, and the Steelers really stink. Yeah, I like that bet a lot. You know what I don't like? What do you not like? Is the fact that everything I've taken has been uh, a favorite. Buffalo minus nine and a half, Dallas minus nine, Minnesota minus two and a half, Eagles minus seven, Colts minus two and a half. The only one I haven't is Panthers. I'm giving you a chance right now <laughs> to give up on prime Kirk Cousins. Giving you a chance. I'm riding with it. Okay. Give me the bounce back. Okay. So you're you're you don't like you're picking on the favorites, but you're gonna ride it? Yeah. You're not changing? Nope. La- last chance here. No, nah, I'm good. Okay. You just you just want you want me to add Minnesota to the dead to me or something, don't you? You don't have to add them. You don't have to add them. I didn't bet on them. I mean, it feels like a forty to three loss warrants it. Yeah, definitely. But if, if I was a smart man, I wouldn't bet on the Vikings. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Game. Can we at least get this? But I just got a feeling. Can we at least get that Kirky Kirk will be dead to you after the Patriots cover the two and a half? Kirk, yeah, not the Vikings. Okay. If the Patriots win the game outright, prime time Minnesota. Uh, game will be dead to me. Okay, I'm I'm okay with that. I'll take. I, mean, I was smart last week betting against it, and now I'm going with them. But I'm I've got a feeling. There's all these games. Kirk doesn't play good primetime, and it seems like he hasn't had a good one. Yeah. So he's finally give me. I just got a feeling. Don't know why. Probably shouldn't. But Vikings win by more than three. Let me tell you another one I like. Just to finish off here. It's a lot of points. I don't want to lock it in, but I like it. I like the Dolphins minus thirteen Houston's against terrible. the Texans. They just can't score. No, and the Dolphins can score a lot. So thirteen seems like a lot, but when the Texans are only scoring fifteen a game, uh, just keep an eye on that one. I'd love for the Dolphins not to score a lot because I'll be playing against two this week. Yeah, never know. Maybe Mostert will run some in. Hey, and, Mostert uh, can Wilson. have four touchdown runs. That would be great. You should start him. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> Wouldn't really matter. He, if I did, then he'd do bad. I'll bench him for your sake. I'll bench him. He'll do great. That way, I'm gonna text uh, MCal and uh, say, "Hey, bro, you're already 100 percent in the playoffs. Can you just uh, just leave kinda, everyone out? Can you kind of throw this week for me? Not he. T- for me though, he'd have to like really throw it. I mean, <laughs> I'd be like, yo, I needed you to take everyone out just to be. Safe. No, I'm only gonna play three guys, dude. You're still gonna win. Yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. put up 40 points each. Yeah, please <laughs> just stop. All right, Sub Zero Sports, another one in the book. What you got to finish with here? Appreciate all y'all. We'll get a post up about our Thanksgiving meals. See what y'all think. See if we can find something little five, little fifteen dollar budget five four three two one. Let us know what you think about uh, your favorite Thanksgiving meal. Uh, let us know about the stuffing and dressing. Go Tigers! Rivalry week Let's eight go. row coming up. Let's go. Let's go. It's gonna be a fun week. Everyone have a happy Thanksgiving. We love y'all. We'll be back at you next week after Clemson takes its eighth in a row. Last little nugget. I got a hundred dollar bet. Right, with a buddy of ours on Clemson, Carolina. With no points. No points. Ballsy he took bet. took me money line. I feel like you should give him a little value. I'm not doing it. That There hmm. is no sympathy for the game. It should be like, if you're going to do no points, then if no, you I'm win, sorry. you get $100. If he wins, he gets like 150 This is the best been made. $100 <laughs> money line. We appreciate you guys for listening, as always. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Happy holidays. Everyone have a safe and good holiday. Sub-Zero Sports. We out.